this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. And, uh... Really, at the end of this show, starting into the early evening hours, the polls will be closed in these battleground states. Really a mini Super Tuesday, probably the most important of all the uh, of all the primary nights. And it wasn't never expected to be like this, but that's what's happened. And it's come down. Our special tonight is Arizona, America's battleground. We've got four individuals. We're going to walk you through the entire history of this state since 3 November. We've got the great pollster, Ameri- uh, the People's Pundit, Richard Barris. We have Dan Schultz, one of the top activists in the country, the founder and creator of the Precinct Strategy. We've got Boris Epstein, who was President Trump's man on the ground uh, in the first uh, 12 hours after, the, uh, after Fox News called it for, uh, for Joe Biden. And of course, we've got the founder and creator of, uh, of uh, Frank's speech, and Lindell TV, the one and only Mike Lindell, an American patriot. I'm going to start with Mike. Mike, uh, Arizona has come to mean so much. I mean, over this past weekend, the Guardian of, of the United Kingdom, two cover stories on Arizona, specifically Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, the, 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 the progressive left in total meltdown about what this means for, in their view of, of democracy all throughout the globe, whether it's BBC, NHK in Japan. They'll all be there later tonight at these headquarters of exactly what's going to play out. And I want to make sure people understand and put it in context what they're going to see tonight. Mike, you were a guy that was close to the president, but you weren't really engaged at all in anything about voter integrity, voter fraud until after November 3rd. What was it about Arizona? What was it about Arizona that got you so personally engaged? I mean, you could almost you could almost get citizenship in Arizona from your beloved from your well, beloved Minnesota. What was it about Arizona? And what do you, you fought this good fight. You're in court up till today. So tell us what's going on. Well, Arizona goes back. I actually uh, lived in Arizona for four months during uh, uh, the 20, before the 2020 election. And uh, I was very familiar with uh, politicians in Arizona, including the governor, uh, the horrible governor, Doug Ducey. Um, uh, but the, uh, what, Steve, what what hit me with Arizona was uh, the morning of November 4th. From that point on, of November 4th of 2020, I looked every minute. I mean, it was like every half hour updating my phone because I couldn't believe that Arizona was stuck with 98% of their vote in. It just got stuck there. And it went on a day, turned into two days, turned into three days, turned into four days. Remember, also, we looked at Arizona when Fox News called it early. I'm going... What are you talking about? I'm going, this is impossible that Arizona started out this much down. We know now that there was a big dump for, for Biden at the beginning of that. There was all what we didn't, what we know now that we didn't know then is quite important, but but let's just go back to then. So I sat and watched Arizona 
for four day, two days, turned into four days, turned into a week, turned into 10 days. And I looked, Steve, at what was left to be counted in Arizona, in Maricopa County. And I looked at other past elections and what had happened. And according to my own calculations, it was easy that Donald Trump was going to bypass Biden by win by at least 80,000 votes. I had also heard that to people that were on the ground in Arizona that had been called out there immediately going, what is going on here? Now, Arizona then, uh, you know, obviously in November and December, I just dove into everywhere, but I'm going, but Arizona never left my mind. And then all of a sudden, when I felt like I was the only one raising my hand in January and February of 2021, as I'm getting attacked every day and losing box doors and everyone this, I'm going, hey, you guys, these machines, this happened, this, uh, you know, putting out the evidence of the machines. Well, then I kept hearing about Arizona, these patriots in Arizona that were out there going, hey, we're getting, we want to do an audit. And these legislatures, these, I don't know, they, somebody actually wanted to do something about it. And I, would, I didn't feel alone anymore. There's Arizona. Then I started connecting with the grassroots and stuff in Arizona, like in February of 2021. And they all, there was like, I'm going, wow, every, they're validating what I already knew. And they're going, this really happened here. And then I met uh, in this, and these were divine appointments. And actually the summer of, I believe it was, uh, I'm not sure when it was, but uh, I did an event. I think it was the summer of 21. And uh, I met Carrie Lake. There just, uh, I, I spoke there, it was actually for my Lindell Recovery Network that I spoke for uh, for addicts and and uh, th- and I met Carrie Lake there and I find out that she she had formerly worked for Fox and she was she had quit because she was tired of not being able to put out the truth or to put out, to not be able to put out, uh, not just the truth, but to actually put something out, which could be by not saying something is just as bad as saying a lie. By not telling the public that this is happening, you know, I've said it before, Steve, anytime you're like, this is your Foxes and your Newsmaxes of the world, you guys, you better start reporting the news, what's really going on out here, the truth. Or, you know, hey, there really is a court case going on in Arizona where we did a preliminary injunction with Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham put forward. They haven't reported that, Steve. So Arizona is the tip of the spear. The, the audit came, the seven-month audit. And what do they do? It comes out that 20-some thousand people voted twice and three times. And one of the things I looked at, Steve, by that point, I already knew not just Arizona, but all the states had non-residents that voted. Non-residents that voted and people that had that weren't that were had passed away. And I got to learn that I'm going, this is impossible. It didn't happen in other elections. Of course it's impossible. They just used their names. But Arizona does this amazing, biggest audit, I believe, in world history. Of course, they were stunted. They were, they were not, you know, they deleted evidence the night before inside the machines, even though they caught them and their names just got released a couple days ago, I guess. Um, you know, and, and you see this, but Arizona, they just never gave up. In spite of their own party, the Rusty Bowers of the world there, that, that block, um, Karen Fan, whatever she, you know, you still say, why Why haven't you decertified, Karen? Why People have questions in there. Why, why, why? You have counties where there were more votes than voters, these impossibilities. And, and, uh, and Arizona has become the most important. That's why these primaries, Steve, are so important. These candidates, remember, in so many other states like Georgia, 
where we know we know for a fact that in the primaries machines were used to manipulate even the primaries. You go to you go to Colorado with Tina Peters, the um, the Ron Hanks. You go down to uh, uh, the the uh, crooked Brad Rassenberger race that happened in in Georgia. That this just happened, everybody. How about this, Steve? Um, in the state of Georgia, where three Democrats are running. And, and uh, the, this nice lady and her husband, one of the Democrats, she gets zero votes in her own precinct. And then they go, well, wait, and that was on May 24th. And then quick, well, Brad Rasper goes, dang it, we should have gave him at least two votes. Now we got to look into this. So they open up the machines. Wow, you mean you can do an audit in two days? They found over 3,000 votes. And this lady went from third place to first place. All this stuff that's going on, the manipulation out there, we have to get. They're afraid. They're they are so afraid of getting candidates. In hang, hang on, hang, hang on. I want to talk about where you stand in court. Let's go back to the audit, though. For the audit, in your mind, was the audit a success? Because the mainstream media essentially buried it. Do you think there were some mistakes made, or was it messaging? What is your sense of the audit that was done heroically by volunteers? I think it was in May and June of 2021, sir. Yeah, it was, well, it was longer than that. It actually went on for five, six months, but they, it was 100% success. It shows it showed all the crime that happened in Arizona. You can't have 27,000 people vote three times, two times, three times, four times. You can't have all of the paper, almost 200,000 votes were not from the, this election. That was, they were just a runoff on copy machine. Steve, you can't have, how about the overseas military vote in Maricopa County? where 8,700, I believe, votes came in, and they were almost all for Biden. I mean, this is stuff that was brought up during this audit, but the media suppressed it. Fox News finally stuck their head out of the sand and said, yep, nothing to see here by the count Biden won. He actually won by a few more votes than they said before. Shame on you, Fox News. Shame on you. Why didn't you report what the audit really says in there? Well, you can count money at a poker game, but you better make sure you don't have monopoly money. You know, you better make sure of that. And that's what they had. Fake ballots. They did that. That's why it took 10 days. Took 10 days for Arizona to count its last 2%, Steve. It is a, the audit showed everything in spite of being blocked by their own by their own party, in spite of all the, the media suppressing it. There, One of the successes ever because they did it. And it there's proved- no, there's, there's no, there, there's no doubt by the evidence that you have seen. The physical evidence is there. There's no doubt in your mind that Joe Biden did not beat Donald Trump by 10,000 votes. And there's no doubt in your mind by the evidence that those electors should be decertified, sir. A hundred percent they should decertify. I have, I have seen evidence, a hundred percent evidence that, that Donald Trump won the state of Arizona by just shy of 400,000 votes. It wasn't even close. And Steve, I'm, I'm sitting here actually with all my lawyers right now. I'm in another room. And we actually, when we have the Moment of Truth Summit in, in August, when we have this, it's going to be the trial of the machines. We are going to show that actually, Steve, I was wrong about 45 or about nine months ago or almost a year ago now. I was wrong, Steve. The numbers I put out to the public, they were low because it didn't count all of the all of the 2,000 meals of people, that kind of fraud, that kind of crime. I didn't count all of the organic crime, I call it. 
So yes, they, uh, I'm 100%, not 99.9, .9, and everybody is. All you got to do is go back to that. They, remember, Steve, they put up to decertify Arizona, and there's a lot of legislation everyone that signed on to that. Okay. Where's the rest of them, okay. Steve? Why let, they sign let, 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 me, let me take this in order. We got a huge primary tonight. We then got your, I want to talk about your court because I got Barris on here to talk about the polling and where the state stands and, and Schultz on the volunteers. I uh, then want to talk about CPAC and then I want to talk about the Moment of Truth Summit. Let's talk about where you stand. You've actually been in court now on the machines with Fincham and Carrie Lake as the plaintiffs. They have standing. What is the latest that the audience, I'm kind of surprised you haven't been thrown out. I mean, you guys have had two long sessions. Where do you stand as of today, primary day, the 2nd of August? And in, in where does this stand in the courts in Arizona, sir? Well, we just this was just got brought up in the other room. I, the lawyers I have there, the Kerry and, and, Mark, and Mark have there, they're, they're very happy. They're going, well, they, uh, this, uh, this Obama appointed judge actually said, hey, let's look at this. He looked at it. He's asked different questions. And he's going to end up when he makes, he hasn't made a ruling yet. But when he makes that ruling, Steve, he has to say, even if he says, okay, we're going to still use machines, Arizona, he's going to have to explain why it'd be like using ordering Arizona to use cars that don't have any brakes. He now knows that those machines are defective and that you can, you can and, and not just defective, but you can use them to steal elections because they're, they're all vulnerable. And, and this all got brought up. So I'm very, we're very hopeful that Arizona could be the first state ordered to go to paper ballots and hand counted everybody. Good got to get rid of the machines. And it's a, it's a landmark case. This was the first one, Steve. Remember, we got preliminary injunctions are going to go all the way across this country to get rid of the machines. Let's talk about CPAC. You're at CPAC this week. Uh, War Room's going to CPAC. Frank's speech is going to be there. Uh, 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 Lindell TV. Walk me through. What do you help to accomplish at, at CPAC? And for everybody, go to conservative.org slash War Room. You get, uh, get your tickets. You get special. We're going to do special events there also. We're going to be there with Brother Lindell. On the topic of voter integrity and getting rid of the machines and going to paper ballots, what do you hope to accomplish at CPAC in Dallas this week, sir? Well, I'm very, I mean, I know we have one of the biggest booths there. I did that on purpose with Frank Speech and Lindell TV. We, um, we want to get the, I want to get the word out of the Moment of Truth Summit. That's going to be my, you know, we got to get the word out, the urgency of this, the urgency of getting rid of the machines, the urgency of this, of the 2022 election. Uh, they'll get the word out of how important the, the 2020 election was, the most important election in world history. In, in world history and to tell people why. Steve, they're giving me on, on Friday morning, Central Time, 10, 15 Central Time, I get 15 minutes, I believe it's 15 to 20 minutes on stage, on the main stage. I am so happy because I'll be able to get get the word out of what, of what uh, um, where are we at as a country and where we're going and, what, and the hope. I want to bring people the hope at CPAC. I want to bring people hope and I want, and uh I want to get the word out to, we have to, we get one shot at the Moment of Truth Summit to have that. And I just want to keep getting the word out. I want to go right down Media Row. I want to talk to everybody there because they can then become the voice. One of the things that has stopped us, and Steve, you know this better than anyone, where your platform, my platform, uh, um, you've got um, uh, a few others, but that's it, R RSBN, a few other platforms where we're out there speaking 
and speak, and, and then we count on the other people that we're talking to to get the word out. And that's where we, that's where CPAC is so important this year because it's a big voice. It's a very big voice that we. Frank's Frank's speech is going to be there. Right Side Broadcasting, Real America's Voice. We are doing War Room Pandemic live. We're also every night live going to be uh, there with on Frank's speech with War Room Battleground. We're also going to corral Mike Lindell either right before or right after his main stage speech on Friday morning at 915 Central Time. And uh, and we're going to cover that live. We're going to live stream that right to start our show on, on Friday. Mike. Mike, a, a moment of truth summit. I want to make sure because we're getting all the posse to come to Dallas in the North Texas area, in the Dallas area, maybe even guys in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana. Come on. We want to meet everybody, hang out. The moment of truth summit, though, it, it's you already with activists where you're already jammed. You're going to live stream that for our audience. Correct. Talk to us about that because people can't just come to Springfield and get a ticket. What do they have to do? And what are you going to do to broadcast from Springfield, Missouri, the Moment of Truth Summit? Right. That's on August 20th and 21st, everybody. That will be the most important live stream event ever. Yeah, I believe ever. I I really do believe this. We're going to have all 50 states, Steve, are going to be on that stage. Um, And each one of them, their footprint, what's going on in their stage, on on their state, where their hope is where their blockers are. That's the first day. It's broken into segments. There's six segments to this. We're also going to be live streaming for a world premiere of Larry Logan's movie, Selection Code. That'll be on the night of the 20th. On the day of the 21st will be the trial of the machines. This is a trial of the machines. There's, there's, um, it's going to be an uh, that'll be 11 to 7. And like I say, there's different, there's six different segments. All we need is the public. Everybody has to watch it and tell everyone else to watch. You have to watch this. This is, there'll be, if you've ever done, if, you have, if you're wondering, what can I do for our country? Watch these two days. Now, Steve, we've invited over 2,000 people. We've already got RSPs back for, I believe, about 1,500. These are current politicians. Current politicians, all the way up to federal and state politicians. We've invited all influencers. We've invited grassroots. We have, we're going to have each, um, um, just kind of like the cyber symposium, where you're going to have news outlets there, where they're going to have their own. They'll be able to interview people while things are going on from the main stage that never stop. This is a 48-hour marathon. It starts at 9 a.m. on February or on August 20th at 9 a.m. I'm telling you, this is what's going to get our country back. This is the moment of truth summit. This will be a springboard to everything. We're going to have so many surprises there that it's going to be over. And I'm telling you, after that, we're also going to say, here's your call to action. The last things you're going to see on Sunday. This is the public, the United States. Here's our call to action, what everybody can do. Here's what we're going to do, meaning Mike Lindell, what we're going to do with everything we have. And we're going to lay it out over a month of different things that are going to come up that I can't even say right now. Uh, this is actually actually one of the reasons I'm sitting down here with my lawyers right now. I've been sitting here all day planning the strategies of this, of what's going to do, what's going to, you know, um, what are we going to do in the aftermath of the moment of truth summit and to get our to get our country back. 
By the way, we're going to be also War Room. We'll be broadcasting live. We're going to do War Room Pandemic for three hours. Also going to do War Room Battleground on Frank's speech and Lindell TV. So we're there in Springfield with Mike Lindell and this great historic event, The Moment of Truth. Where do people go right now to sign up and make sure they get the live stream and find out all the information? Where do they go, Mike? Yeah, go, you guys, go to, go to frankspeech.com. Get the app. Get the Frank Speech app. It's on the App Store. Everybody get that now. If you want a copy of the selection code, you can also go to selectioncode.com and get signed up there to get your free copy, digital copy of that movie. You will get that the day after the summit. And uh, But right now, you've got to get get the app, the Frank Speech app. Remember, we're live streamed every day here on Lindell TV and 24-7. And all your information is going to come from there. Everything you're going to need leading up to the uh, to the Moment of Truth Summit, everything you can do, things you can share to get the word out, just like you all did for the movie Absolute Proof. When you all did that, 150 million people seen that in four days, back in February 5th of 2021. We all need your help now. Please get on board with this. This is, a, this is everything you can do right now to help save your country. By the way, Mike, if it had not been for you, we would have never gotten to this Tuesday, this massive primary. The whole world would not be watching. It was not for you. Your time, your energy, your focus, your resources. You've sacrificed your company, your personal life. It's been amazing. But I'm tell everybody, we would not be here if it was not for Mike Lindell. He is a great patriot and a true hero. Mike, thank you so much uh, for joining us here in War Room Battleground uh, right before the uh, vote starts to come in in the great state of Arizona. Well, thank you. God bless you, Steve. You do a great job getting the word out. And uh, everybody, let's pray for every great results tonight. And uh, and I give the glory to God. God bless me with a big platform. And you know what? It's everybody's platform. It's all of ours. So um, let's give him the glory. And uh, it's going to be an awesome night. He blessed you with a heart of a lion, too. Trust me, I've seen uh, there's very few people. Maybe only Donald Trump has been attacked more than Mike Lindell. But, hey, we may be close in that now, too. Lindell, they've come after you every which way. You're just an American hero. You're an American original. I can say that. Thank you, Steve. God bless you, too. Thank you, brother. Let's go now to Richard Barris. Richard was with us on the night of... uh, uh, 3 November. In fact, Richard, you were working with our buddies, our colleagues out in Arizona specifically. This is why we have Barris on tonight. As we start the, as we start going into the, the primary, actual, the votes coming out, Richard Barris on 3 November, we're up there on top of that uh, building overlooking. It's where One America's studio here in Washington is. They got this beautiful space up there. We rented along with G News and GTV, the Chinese TV apparatus, John Frederick's radio network. We're freezing. Barris is in his command center, but Barris, you would come on us and give some amazing analysis, but then you were also working with the guys out in Arizona itself. Give us an assessment as they get ready to, you know, start closing the polls. Why is Arizona so important? What is it about the Arizona electorate that's kind of either changed or come to the forefront that the entire world, the Times of London, the Financial Times, BBC, NHK, the New York Times, why is everybody focused on Arizona, sir? 
Yeah, and even as a numbers guy, Steve, thanks for having me. Of course, you know, having me back, always good to be here. But as a numbers guy, Arizona, I've been saying for weeks, is uh, it really is uh, ground zero for the identity crisis the Republican Party is going through right now. Will it emerge as an America First Party where the the coalition is more dynamic, it's younger, uh, it's working class? It's and by the way, I mean it's not just working class. I mean, the 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 establishment wing of the Republican Party is hoping tonight, uh, you know, that there's a lower turnout and only older voters come out. The same thing we heard of throughout the Romney years, the McCain years, they don't want a younger, more diverse electorate to vote. And Steve, the bottom line is that's a losing strategy. That is not their electorally electoral viability, uh, is what should be at stake is what is at stake here. And that should be what's uh, paramount in their minds, but it's not. You know, so you you really have, especially the governor's race, you really have this this fight uh, between the Republican uh, old guard, uh, literally getting older, uh, literally a dying breed. They are the ones who have profited from uh, the the status quo. They're doing well, but they are the smaller, fewer uh, among among the electorate in Arizona. And then you have the rest of the people who are fed up, and and that's what this fight is about. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. Two-thirds of the state is basically in the Phoenix area of Maricopa County. We had the whole world watching when in the in May all the way, I think, three, four, almost five months, thing. Mike said, this uh, brutal uh, forensic audit, at least for the time, quite controversial. What is it about 3 November that resonates so much that's actually divided the Republicans out here, divided? It's gone throughout the country now. People, and they have the code word, you know, Pence uh, came in and, 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 uh, and uh, supported ropes and with, oh, elections are about looking forward. They're not about the past. What is it about that election in 3 November, sir, that still resonates today? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you, Mike Pence wants everybody to look forward because he doesn't want everybody to remember the promises that he made that he did not keep. It's that simple. I was 10 feet away from the man in Tampa when he promised uh, that they would on, on January 6th, for instance, that they would they would fight that. But uh, he, he lied to those kids. Uh, he lied to everybody. So he wants to move forward. Look, people feel uh, the audit, I think, honestly, could have been sold better. I think that it was an expectations game. Uh, I've been telling people this for a while. The audit did find what it found. The media was going to uh, report it how they wanted to. I think that shouldn't have been a surprise to any of us. Uh, but unless, you know, there's some elements I argued you really needed to canvas, Steve, but I don't want to get into the weeds on that. The bottom line is, again, there are pe- people are feeling like there's one group that understands you can't move forward until you fix what happened. And the Pence wing of the party, the Ducey wing of the party, the Robeson wing of the party, they don't care because that benefits them. <laughs> you know, they could use that. Again, any status quo power can use uh, these exploits in the system, Steve, to hold on to that power. So, of course, they it doesn't bother them. Um, whereas the other party, the other wing, they need to fix this before they can move forward. Richard, please hang. We're going to take a short commercial break. Richard Barris, the People's Pundit. We got Dan Schultz from the Precinct Strategy. And Boris, Donald J. Trump's man on the scene on Arizona, the nation's battleground. In War Room Battleground, we'll return in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data 
while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. I'll tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's our special. It is uh, the 2nd of August. It's uh, primary night, really kind of a mini... uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, no one, I think, ever expected that this night was going to be as big as this. We're here for a, we're Arizona, America's battleground. We got Richard Barris. Richard, what lessons, beside who wins tonight, what lessons? I keep saying that Arizona's turned into the railhead of the Trump movement. As great as Texas is, as great as Florida is with Ron DeSantis, as great as Tennessee is, right? There's something that's happened in Arizona. That has, you know, people that volunteer to do this, to do the, the full forensic audit. You see these massive rallies. You got people in this d- brutal heat going out all the time. What is it that changed in Arizona that can help propel and change the dynamic and the demographic uh, in the direction of the Republican Party? 
It's the fight, Steve. It's the fight. The you know the we we talk about and you know Nixon used the term silent majority. The Nixon campaign, you know, and for a long time, there's a big group of you know class of people in this country that just feel like leaders don't fight for them, that they don't defend them, they don't represent them. And I think what happened in Arizona, you saw people stand up and say, you know what, not here, not in this state. Um, we're not just going to roll over. We're not going to forget. We can walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. We can talk about the future. Uh, while while making sure that nothing uh, we haven't been wronged in the past and we don't we're not wronged again and I think that's inspiring to people you know I said this the other day on the show uh, but it's true that there are there are just you know a healthy democracy is one where a lot of people participate Steve right in self governance and you cannot have these large groups of people you know sit out the process because they feel like it does their vote doesn't matter and I think. The difference here is that one side wants to go along to get along. The other side wants that participation. They want to inspire. And Arizona, again, is a numbers guy. Arizona is so important because it's a perfect example of how things are changing. And if, uh, you know, if, if the Pence, Robeson, Ducey wing of the party, um, you know, was to get their way, the Republican Party as a national Republican force will be obsolete. It's it's really that simple. It has to get younger. It has to get more dynamic. It has to get more diverse. And uh, I, I really think that's, you know, for me, that's both sides of the coin here tonight. That's what's okay, at stake. Everybody wants to know this is a mini this is a mini Super Tuesday. Everybody's going to want to know how to get to you. So tell us tonight how do people uh, punch in? You've got primaries, these important primaries all over. And including Trump back candidate in Missouri, Michigan, uh, in Washington, obviously in Arizona. Where do people how do people go to get Richard Barris tonight? It's a huge day. Everything will be posted on peoplespundit.locals.com. Even if you just become a member and not a supporter, at least you can still follow along what we're doing. Uh, and then we'll, 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 of course, tweet out on Twitter. It's at peoples underscore pundit on Getter and Truth at peoples pundit. So, uh, yeah, stay, stay tuned. It's a big night. Huge night. I want everybody to go. We're going to try. We're going to get Richard Barris tomorrow morning on on War Room. I'm I'm putting him on the spot now. Richard Barris, you're a superstar. Sounds good. I'll be there. Good luck tonight. I know know you'll be up late, sir. Thank you very much. All the best, Richard Barris. Richard Barris was with us on the evening of the third. As everybody remembers, three November, 2020. Boris Epstein was President Trump's man on the scene. Before I go to Boris, I want to go. They talk about changing this party and fighters. Dan Schultz. The precinct strategy, we've known each other for years. We put the precinct strategy before, but it caught on fire. The whole world started to pay attention, and you became kind of a mini villain to the progressive left because of what happened in Arizona on 3 November. Tell us, what is the driving force? Why has Arizona become the center of the political universe? What was it about what happened there? What is it about the makeup of the state? What is it about what's going on with the establishment and the Trump movement and your precinct strategy that all of a sudden galvanized this? that now the entire world watches tonight as the results come in, sir? Well, I think it was, uh, you could you should be asking Brett Baer that question. You know, he was the one who called it early, called Arizona early, and then all of a sudden, you know, Trump was winning. And then they said, oh, uh, we're, we're not going to report anymore, and we're going to stop the voting. And then the next morning, all of a sudden, uh, the Dominion machine output said, no, actually, uh, Joe Biden won and got you know all these votes and won by 12,000 votes. And everybody and their dog knew that that couldn't have been the case. Uh, and that's what started it. And so 
what we try, some of us tried to do, I did, I wrote to the state legislators and I told them, hey, look, you've got the power, you've got the plenary authority to, to change this. And not a single one of them responded to my email to them where I laid it out chapter and verse. The same thing that John Eastman was saying, the same thing that Rudy Giuliani was saying as well. Legally, they had the power to select the rightful electors and they, they didn't do it. Uh, and they didn't do it in the other four key states as well, where Republicans, Republicans, quote unquote, had the majority. That's the problem. We've got too many Republicans that we foolishly elect because we don't vet them very well here in Arizona. Well, we're getting a little bit smarter, I hope. And uh, the the <clears throat> the real uh, evidence of that will be how this primary turns out today. Um, if we, like uh, Mr. Barris said, if, if we see a, uh, the MAGA candidates, the Trump-endorsed candidates, by and large, winning uh, in large margins, and, and turnout has, been, has, has gotten very big compared to past years, then we'll know that uh, there's some change in, uh, that's actually happening. So I'd like everybody to go to my site, precinctstrategy.com. That's the first thing you want to do is become a precinct commitment. We don't have enough of them yet in Arizona. Here in Maricopa County, 60% of the slots are going to be vacant after the primary. And down in Pima County, over 60% are going to be vacant. But we have a couple of counties that traditionally lately have always had 100% of their slots filled. Um, that's Cochise and Graham County. And I'm hoping that they're at 100% again. The other thing you do when you get to my site is click on the button that says connect with other conservatives in your state. That'll take you to the communications and collaboration platform that we have that's nationwide now. We have almost 13,000 people nationwide. I want to get 300,000 precinct committeemen on it within the next year. And then the third thing is we've got this new voter integrity software. This is the logo, Votify Now. Go to votifynow.org. You know, Mark Finchon's been talking about it. I know the, the guy who created it, uh, Johnny Vieira. Votify Now allows each one of us, every voter, libertarian, Democrat, Republican, whomever, independent, have an app on your phone. If you see anything, shoot video of it if it's allowed. Take a photo of it if it's allowed and then report it to Votify Now. It's a, it'll be a central repository open to the public, to law enforcement, real-time reporting election irregularities. I have it on my phone already. I know people who are using it right now in Arizona and have been for the past few months. A couple of months ago in a municipal election, one of my precinct committeemen used it. Uh, we've got to get smarter and we've got to increase our numbers and we've got to get organized and united politically like never before. There's no reason we can't do it, conservatives. You got to participate, but you got to participate more than just voting. I want you to get involved in the Republican Party. Give it a try, at least. Fill up one of these vacant precinct committeeman positions. If you like people because, or, or if you just like to yeah. watch people, do it because you're going to meet all sorts of interesting people. Believe Become Become an owner, not a donor. This is the watchword. That's Real right. quickly, give it again, Mark, tonight. And I, I know everybody's going to want to get to it. So give give the precinct strategies. You're watching these returns come in. You could be actively involved in saving your country. Where do they go, uh, Dan? Go to go to precinctstrategy.com, precinctstrategy.com. And then I want to mention one other really good resource that's there. I've got a link to it. 
SaveYourRepublic.org. If you want to, if you're in a state that hasn't had its primary yet, or you want to become a poll worker moving forward to the general, go to SaveYourRepublic.org. I have a link to it on my site. It it links to your county or locale the info you need to become a poll worker, and also get Votify now at VotifyNow.org. Perfect. Dan, thank you very much. We'll be checking in with you later tonight. Hopefully see you on the war room tomorrow. Dan Schultz in Arizona, the guy that Thanks, really Steve. motivated an entire state and really the whole country. Thank you. Uh, Boris Epstein. Boris, uh, after our coverage, I, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I had Lindell on the beginning, and I had to have you to end it. Did you go out for the president? Was on the 4th of November or the 5th? How early did you get to Arizona, sir? It was the early morning of the 5th when I left D.C., uh, so, you know, within about 24 hours of uh, the early morning of the, of, of, you know, the evening of the 3rd and the morning of the 4th. So I was on my way to, uh, to Arizona, the MAGA state of Arizona. Walk us through the journey. Tonight we're about to start. The polls are going to close here shortly. This is a special. Arizona's become America's battleground. Did you think when you got on the plane that morning— that everything that would transpire in Arizona, that the whole world's media is now watching this primary, that that would take place? Well, Steve, first of all, when I got on the plane on November 5th, 2020, I knew for a fact that Arizona is MAGA country. And I knew for a fact then what I know now, that President Trump won Arizona in 2020. And there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever about that. President Trump won Arizona in 2020. The Maricopa audit showed it, uh, you know, showed it absolutely refutably and there's and all the information we have that was just maricopa but in pima pinal cochise and other counties absolutely no doubt about it that president trump won in 2020 and as if you uh, if as we hope and expect he runs in 24 he'll win it again i am so, i am unbelievably enthusiastic about these candidates about blake masters carrie lake eli crane the abahamade the you know the strength of course fincham the strength of the MAGA ticket in Arizona is what has the mainstream media absolutely deranged. That's why they're so triggered, because MAGA is on the rise around the country, and Arizona is the tip of the spear for that rise. When you look back, you were in the White House, which I think a lot of people may not understand. You were actually there the night of November 3rd in the early morning hours of the 4th. How big a deal was it on momentum, given where the numbers were, for Brett Bear and Fox to call it, uh, call Arizona. And now we, as you know, we won this, I think, by a couple of hundred thousand votes, at least 80. Mike Lindell is on here early. He thinks it's 400,000 votes. How was it that Fox called it? And what did that do, you think, for the momentum of, uh, of everything that came thereafter? It allowed for the dominoes of the fraud to fall. There's no two ways. Because remember, before Arizona, President Trump already won Florida, already won Ohio. And you're telling me that somebody won Florida and Ohio, but somehow they didn't end up winning the whole uh, the whole election. That is absolute nonsense. And, and then for Fox News to call Arizona so unbelievably early to allow for the fraud to happen in Arizona and then set off the fraud that went on in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, Wisconsin, so on and so forth. It was an absolutely corrupt call. And, you know, they said at the time, oh, well, we knew he was the. Biden would win Arizona by a couple of hundred thousand. In the end, the result, even that they buy into, is 11,000 votes. So by definition, it was undecided for a long after Fox News made that fateful, wrongful call that allowed for the cheating to permeate and grow. 
Well, well, hold it. Remember, Lindell starts off and he says Lindell was not involved in this at all. He was a guy, a get out the vote guy. He said he just kept looking and for days and days and weeks. They remember they hung at 98 percent. You and I would be on the phone nonstop and then on the show going, how did how does it hang out? How did they not get the last two percent? Something's found fishy, particularly when Fox called it at what, like 1030 at night. I've never been able to figure that out, Boris. No, no one's been able to figure it out. The whole thing is unbelievably, it's not just fishy, it's corrupt. That's exactly what it is. There was a a plan, and you had talked about it months in advance of the 2020 election. There was a plan in place designed by Mark Elias and others to attack this election and to use COVID as a pretext and to, to flood the ballots and gut the checks. And that is exactly what they did. It is exactly how it transpired, and the, the wrongful Arizona call was vital, uh, and, and it was a big part of their uh, their undertaking to get to steal and rig the 2020 election. But now MAGA is only more and more ascendant since then. We've taken that that event, we've taken that steal, and we have made it clear to the American people that Joe Biden is, uh, Joe Biden is illegitimate, and he's. we've only been on the rise since then. And President Trump was the leader of the MAGA movement, the MAGA movement, and the war room posse are the, the hottest they have ever been. Tell me about that. Tell me about that movement from when you went out there on the afternoon of the 5th and you've seen it in Arizona, and you've been all over the country, to where we are today on the eve of uh, a mini Super Tuesday, and with only, what, 98 days until the most significant midterm election, at least since 1862 and the beginning of the Civil War. Uh, talk, talk to me about the MAGA movement. When you say ascended, what, what has MAGA learned in the last couple of years, and why is MAGA ascended today? MAGA is ascended because we're not taking no for an answer. MAGA is ascended because we haven't been able to be beaten back. We've fought through the nonsense J6 committee. We've fought through being called enemies of the people. We've been we've fought through this assault on the presidency, assault on the legitimate president, Donald J. Trump. We have not taken one inch back and instead we've we fought forward and won key races in, in you know in Ohio, one in uh, in Texas. One in Michigan at the convention level. And we, you know, we've won all across the country time and time again with MAGA candidates. And as long as MAGA candidates keep winning, North Carolina, as long as MAGA candidates keep winning, we are going to keep getting stronger and stronger. And, and I will tell you, I think that the country right now is about two-thirds MAGA, and that number is only going up. The Democrats have embarrassed themselves. They've shown themselves to be feckless, shown themselves to be pathetic show themselves to be the failures that we know they are, and they have not been able to fight back. And all their only answer is, oh, the, you know, the, the J6 kangaroo court. The American people aren't buying that. They're seeing the gas prices through the roof. They're seeing the lack of a southern border. They're seeing the disaster that happened in Afghanistan. We are winning over the American people all over the country, Hispanic Americans, African Americans, Asian Americans, Jewish Americans, Americans of all backgrounds and ethnicities are coming over to MAGA. Americano media is a big part of that, right, because they're speaking to the center-right, to the MAGA Hispanic audience, the first, second, and third generation Hispanic audience, and welcoming them to to the MAGA movement, and that's absolutely vital. we got 98 days uh, to go. Uh, We've still got primaries, what, in Florida, Alaska, Wisconsin, I think New Hampshire, a couple of others, but it's it's basically the glide slope indicator to get to the most important midterm election. As we sit here today, uh, tell me how you feel, particularly given the crushing 
blow we had from the big steal, you know, 18 months ago. It's been one of the most unbelievable turnaround in American history, except for the fact that we could have seen it coming because we know that Democrats don't actually want to govern. They want to take power. They want to hoard power. They want to they, they, they want to put the power in their pocket and they want to get rich off the power. That's all they want to do. So we have seen such a failure at every level of Democrat public elected officials that this red MAGA tsunami wave that we're about to see in November and that continuing into 2024 is going to be unlike anything this country has ever experienced before. And it'll be unlike anything this country has ever experienced because the the fight, the clash between MAGA and wokeism, MAGA and radicalism, MAGA and, you know, having transvestites and, and sexuality taught in schools has been won by MAGA. That win started in 2016 with a historic win by President Donald J. Trump, continued in 2020 with what we believe and we know was a win by the president. In 2021, the MAGA win in Virginia, that was just, that was all war room posse. That was all MAGA that won the 2021 election for Youngkin in Virginia, almost. And I do think came very close, if not won in New Jersey, but with Citarelli and then look at elections like Ed Durr. And now it's continued through this primary primary season this year. It's going to have a major event, as you said, 98 days, and then we march on to 2024, when, as we hope and expect, President Trump runs and wins the presidency and then walks into the Oval Office no later than Jan 20, 2025. You are a surrogate. In fact, you were the head of surrogates on the 16 campaign. You then worked for Sinclair Broadcasting in the media side. You came back. You were a key part of the 20 campaign. Uh, and then you really put your shoulder to the wheel and have become kind of one of the leaders in this decertification process throughout the country, but particularly in Arizona, where you really kind of organized things and kicked it off. What we got about a minute or so left. What has Boris Epstein learned about himself? We know what you've learned about MAGA. We know what you learned about this movement. What have you learned about yourself in the in the year and a half? It's been an honor for me, Steve. An honor, you know, an honor to be part of the War Room Posse, an honor to be a humble part of the show. And what I've learned about myself is that You've got to trust your instincts. You've got to trust your gut, and you've got to never even consider giving up. And as long as you put your shoulder to the wheel, as long as you keep fighting, as long as you stay strong, you are going to win, 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 win. The odds were long against us when I got on that plane on November 5, 2020, but the odds are now so overwhelmingly with us. We are winning all across the country, in Missouri, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, all across the country, and of course, in Arizona, and Arizona, the beautiful Grand Canyon state that's a second home for me, is a place I'm so proud to call near and dear to my heart because it is true bone red MAGA country. It is MAGA country absolutely to the bone. It'll never give up. It'll never step back. It'll always fight. And these wins tonight are only a part of that win as we continue to ride the MAGA wave under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump. Okay, how do people follow you real quickly? Because the night is about to start going. That people are going to want to know how to get you in live uh, live uh, social media. Check it out right now. BorisCP.com is the website. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at Boris on Twitter. At, uh, hot on Getter at BorisCP on Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. And, of course, hottest on the ground, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. Huge wins. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'll be up on Getter all night giving my commentary. Then tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a hot wrap-up right here in the War Room. See you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. in the War Room.